another episode of Millennials to Millionaires. I'm Alicia Ace West. Tweet to estate. And today's guest, you definitely watched him on TP24 if you're from the general Toronto area and you probably laughed a couple of times. Uh, he he kind of sometimes goes off the cuff and lets people <laughs> know like, hey... I ain't this average, like, TV host, anchor, reporter, none of that. Um, welcome, Brandon Gonez. Oh, you guys are too kind. No, I'm <laughs> blushing. I'm blushing. Uh-oh. I'm blushing Don't and I'm sweating. Don't get nervous now. I'm hella nervous. You're always in front of mics and cameras. Like, how are you nervous? You know, usually it's just me and the camera. I feel that. And then, the, you know, my camera guy behind. Yeah. So now I'm, like, actually speaking with folks. And, like, I'm usually the one asking the questions. So you don't like so being on the like hot, hot seat. seat? I do not like being on the hot seat. He was trying to say, can I get some pre-screen questions? No. <laughs> like, you should already know that we don't like that. So we're going off the cuff. I, I had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you've definitely, in the last couple of years, you've kind of like raised to one of the most popular um, people that we have on TV in the city. Because of your unique personality, you definitely uh, let it shine. You're not a cookie cutter um, TV person <laughs> at all because, you know, they they come pretty Standard. the same, yeah. pretty basic, but you have not been able to do that. And your journey doesn't start here either. Um, some things that I know, well, you're from here, but you actually had to leave in order mm. to come and make it in the city. Um, speak about your first time leaving the city of Brampton, because you're from Brampton, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. shout out to Rex, first and okay. foremost. <laughs> Born in Rex. But, uh, Brampton yeah. came next. Yeah, yeah, then Brampton came next. Jeez, so bars. Yeah. Ooh, you know, I've been practicing. <laughs> you, know, you guys are killing me. Um, yeah. So I was actually working in finance before I went into broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I was working for one of the big five banks. And then after, as I was in university, I found my passion and finished school. And um, in broadcasting, you don't start off in the biggest Ever. market in the country, which is Toronto. You have to kind of go outside of the city. So for me, my first opportunity, that came in a far-flung place that I never heard about when I got the call. <laughs> and that was in Northwest BC a town called Smithers, population 5,000. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know where it was on the map. I've never been west of Ontario. I just knew that it's an opportunity. And when I was in school, my professor said, whatever job opportunity you get, you say yes. Take it and you go. Take, exactly. You know about this. Mm -hmm. You know all about that. So I took it and I went. I packed my two suitcases, three hand luggages, and a backpack, wore mm -hmm. my goose jacket on my back because it could not fit in the suitcase, yep. and I hopped on a plane two weeks later after getting the job offer and moved myself to BC. How? how did, oh. I was going to say, how did they find you? So I applied. So as, soon as, so as soon as I finished my program, you do a demo, and you just send it out to everywhere or wherever there's an opening. You just yeah. send it out, send it out, send it out, and that's what I did, just sent it out. Mm -hmm. The greatest thing in general, whether you come from radio or TV, is you create that air check, the demo, and you literally just harass people in their mm -hmm. emails. You're like, oh, can you like take a listen to this? Can yeah. you watch this? Let me know your thoughts. Like, Can you give me any advice? And that's kind of just the way you get in front of them yeah. and allow them to know that you even exist, right? Because you Cause never know thirsty. what will come. Yeah. yeah, For sure, you have to be thirsty or else you're not going to get exactly. anything. Um, I definitely think that there's too many students who are in media that don't realize that they do have to leave and you have to be brave enough to do that. Um, what kind of feelings did you go through making that decision? Were you okay? Were you scared? Oh, man. Were you... Well, first off, I just wanted to know where I was going. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, I've never heard of Smithers. And, yeah. like, I was pretty good at geography in, like, school. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't know Northwestern BC. I didn't know it was going to be four hours away from Alaska. I didn't know you. It's, like, 
five-hour flight to Vancouver and then another two-hour flight north, mm -hmm. you know? You had to do a layover. There's no direct no. flight from this city or this town to Toronto. So it was just like, I just had to come to grips with that, come to terms with that. And then after also be able to be comfortable knowing that I'm leaving all my family, mm -hmm. all my friends, and I don't know when I'm coming back. Yeah. And let's be honest, where you are going is probably very Caucasian. And you probably very. stood out. <laughs> I'm being nice. <laughs> You're probably like one of 5,000, um, mm -hmm. like one out of the 5,000 population of a black man in that city, like mm -hmm. nothing. Um, what are some things working and getting your first start and being a black man in such a small town that don't really have people like us? Um, what are some things that you learned about yourself mm -hmm. dealing with others? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, something that you took away from that. Yeah, I learned how to cut my hair. <laughs> There's no barbers out there. I will tell you a story. <laughs> I will never forget the day I was like, okay, there are three salons. Because yep. that's, that's all they have is salons yeah. in, in, in this town. And I was like, okay, let me go into this one salon. I went to this one salon. And I was like, I really need a haircut. Yeah. I mean, I brought my friends for my going away present, bought me a T-liner. Oh, so my lineup was always smart. fresh. Yeah. But the hair was just yeah. getting... Wild, you know, yeah. it was getting, it was getting like we were rocking an afro <laughs> on the TV in Northern BC. If you see the photos, you're like, wow. Woo. And I didn't know about the brush curl then, you okay, know, yeah. so it was just full out, pick out, and that's it. Anyway, so I walk into this salon. I'll never forget. It. There was this black woman in the salon. I was like, oh my gosh, it was like the so first time seeing a black person in months, you know. Yes. And so I look at her. I'm like, oh, you're you can cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I walk up to this girl. I'm like smiles brimming <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh can i come in and sit in your chair i need a haircut she's like oh i'm so sorry i don't know how to cut your our hair girl what <laughs> you got one job yeah. and that's to learn how I to looked, cut our I hair looked, first i looked at her i said let me splash some hot water see that black is going to come off of you because that's not okay how do you not know to cut your old people's type of hair that's you first, that's that's the first thing you need to learn it was fraudulent and so i had to sit in this next woman's chair the mm -hmm. owner of the shop she was a white woman she was really nice but she didn't know what she was doing and i was trying to explain to her okay use this razor and just you know just try to trim down and trim down and she's like trying to use scissors and all these things and she's like Oh, I think I'm doing a good job. I think I, I just remember sitting there and like, that was probably one of the lowest moments because I was like, for a guy, especially a black guy, a black mm -hmm. man, your haircut is everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing we have. That's all we have. <laughs> and a good pair of teeth. That's it. That's what we You're just looking have. pretty good, buddy. Thank you, my guy. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because back in high school, yeah. you went to, we went to the same high school. Yeah, we should preface that. We, uh, we know each other. Yes, we, yes, we, yes, we, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it's funny because even when I was living in Manitoba, yeah, I had to learn to cut my own hair too because mm -hmm. there's nobody there. Yeah, I was living amongst like natives and only white people. Yeah. Nobody could cut my hair. Back to the high school thing. So did you know back then in Mayfield that I didn't know? I didn't know. I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew that I had a passion a little bit for acting because yeah. that's what I went there for. Mayfield was an arts high school, mm -hmm. so I went there for drama. But I I wasn't sure what exactly I wanted to do. Part of me also wanted to go into business and be a CEO of a company. Like that was always a a passion of mine. So I didn't know what type of business. And so I kind of found that passion when I went to university. And then after, um, you know, I was in a stream that I actually didn't love. And then it the idea just kind of formed out of you know despair of like what what am i good at like what mm -hmm. do i like to do what fuels me what lights my fire and did you ever think it was going to be nude 
You know, I always loved news. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up watching news, watching CNN, Dwight Drummond, Marcy E, and those are two people I used to watch when I was younger. And I always thought, like, for Dwight Drummond in particular, I would be like, wow, this guy is so cool. He's on the I news and he's wearing like, an earring. Yeah. And I'm big, gutsy, like, you know, like, you know, silver earring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you remember, like remember watching ones? Dwight Drummond? Yeah, on City. And I used to be like, this guy is so cool. Yeah. So when I was like, when I started to go in, I was like, I want to be like Dwight. Like, that guy is a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And to this day, he's a cool guy, as is Marcy. Yes. Just as nice, warm, there for you, mentors. Mm-hmm. It's so nice when you see people who, you know, you feel like there's something, you know, when you watch them on screen and they're actually like that in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best feeling. So after Smithers, did you go to Barry after that? Mm-mm. So and Barry, I remember going on Worldstar one day, like maybe five, six years ago. <laughs> we got to talk about this. I remember going on Worldstar like five, six years ago. Yeah. And I'm, I'm scrolling down Worldstar. This is where Worldstar was super popping. Yeah. And then I'm looking through these thumbnails. I'm like, wait a second. Is that Brandon in a thumbnail? He's standing also, like Brandon this. been viral. Yeah. <laughs> He's not new to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something in his DNA. Yeah. I, I don't know what guy. it is. I, Man, I just try to do my He's, job and do a good job. I'm seeing this guy like in the middle of the winter and the thumbnails, I click it. I'm like, this has to be Brandon. I click it. I'm like, oh my God, this is Brandon. <laughs> And he's covering a story about somebody finding a hundred thousand yes. dollars inside a TV. Oh wow! Those old TVs, though, you know yes. the ones with, with the big, big back. back. Yes, <laughs> I'll never forget that story. I'm trying to think, like, who still got one? Maybe they're like <laughs> hiding some money. If it, you yeah. still have that, <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah. So, what was it like to yeah. to know that I was on there? No, what was it like to cover that story? Oh, to cover that story. Well, I don't like. So, in Barry, for example, so all these small markets that I worked in. Um, you're a video journalist. So basically mm. you do everything, meaning that you shoot your own story, you voice your own story, you edit your own story. Yeah. You're in it, you're doing it, you're doing everything. it all from top to bottom. You're writing your own web articles I was after. Say, and even posting it. Posting it, like it is like a it's lot of you. work. But it's a great thing because those positions allow you to learn so many other skills mm-hmm. that are transferable, even if you do work outside of TV. One hundred percent. And you appreciate people. Not just the folks in front of the camera, mm-hmm. because there's the a whole behind. team. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to the team. Shout out to the team. Yeah. Shout out to the team because they're the real ones. They matter. Well, they matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we matter. The team matters. <laughs> the team matters. Whole squad. Uh, yeah, that story. I didn't know what was gonna happen with that story. I thought that was the craziest story when uh-huh. I got that story. When I found that story, and I was like, oh my gosh, who finds a hundred thousand dollars in the back of a TV? Um, first and foremost, and returns it. And returns it. So first off, okay, like you know, the Rex of me was like that. <laughs> Guys, an idiot. Yeah. Okay, like, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Because oh, oh. you should have got to invest that, triple that money, or quadruple sure. that money, make that into a million dollars, then return it back, it. or buy some real estate. Like my guy, that was the perfect time five, six years ago. Yeah, yes. even booming. No, but good. Shout out to the real ones with a good heart, yes. because you know, given it shall come back to you, and like oh, karma's yeah. a real thing, right? Uh huh. So hopefully that guy ends up winning the lottery someday, but I don't know. I mean, to give back $100,000, I mean, I even not even take a 10000 or something like that. Like, <laughs> Did he like, no, I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Give back what you find. Like your officer only found a 20 grand in this TV for yeah, yeah, I don't know where it came from. Like, it just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was a crazy story. It was a, it was a fun story. So, okay, so how long did it take you before you were able to get out of Smithers and kind of escape that Mm -hmm. and go to the next spot? So, yeah, so Smithers was an interesting job because Northwestern BC is very remote. Mm -hmm. So our actual station was located 150 kilometers closer to the coast in a city called Terrace. Mm -hmm. So, and then you have remote VJs located in different 
cities in northwestern BC. So you had a remote VJ in um, Prince Rupert, and then you had a remote VJ in Smithers, which is more inland. And uh, there's only two people in the office, a salesperson for the company and myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was in Smithers for about three, four months, and then I got promoted to the terrace position. So I moved like to Terrace, yeah. which is also in northwestern BC. And then that's that that position allowed me to uh, do more things. But I was also at home base for our small little station. Yeah. So I was there for six months in Terrace, and then I so in total I was in north northwestern BC for about nine ten months, mm -hmm. and then I got a job offer in Regina, Saskatchewan for Global, mm -hmm. and so that's where I ended up going next after and that. You started coming back east slowly, yeah. slowly but getting surely. close to home. A direct flight, flight. yeah, <laughs> a direct flight that costs half the amount that a flight costs to go to up to go northern BC. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about your story is that you weren't gone for that long. So many people, when they get into this position where they're like, okay, I have to leave if I really want to pursue this, they think they have to be gone forever. Yeah. And it's like, you don't. You get in, you go in with a plan, mm -hmm. with a vision, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get this awesome demo reel, and then I'm going to bounce. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the next opportunity. And for you, you're able to continue to get closer to your main goal of just being able to be home. How long were, did you end up staying in Regina for? Uh, just under a year as well. See? I, and, then, was, and then Toronto, then Barry, then and Barry, then Toronto. And then Toronto, yeah. So you've moved a couple of cities. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that you would ever move again? Do you think that you finally found the place that you just want to be like, no, nah, I want to stay here forever? I don't know if I can stay in Toronto forever because yeah. I don't I don't I, I don't know what the future holds and you never know what opportunity comes knocking hey. because listen a check is a check Hello. I love a good check <laughs> a big check um, <laughs> but right now I'm happy to be home you know mm -hmm. I'm happy to be back with friends I'm happy to be in a city where my mom is you know like where my family can turn on and yeah. watch and like just be back home like I was gone I know it wasn't a long time yeah. but they were like pivotal years you know like mm -hmm. early 20s and you're just like you know you, you miss that yeah you miss the clubs yeah, you miss sure. going out the events like mm -hmm. there's nothing like Toronto you know and, in this country and being in those small cities are for sure going to impact your social life because oh, yeah. like not as much goes on but you're back so how did your really mom <laughs> feel like what was her reaction or feelings if you know um, when she first seen you on TV so your first broadcast oh man I well, it was really cool because when I jumped from Barry, I w jumped to the on this national show called Your Morning on CTV, mm -hmm. which was a pretty big jump. It was like a, you sure. know because Barry's like technically considered like a medium sized market, mm -hmm. so like the fact that they pulled me from there to go on their national show was like a pretty big deal. But the intro segment, like the first day that they introduced me, they recorded like this background of getting to know Brandon, and. Uh, I went. I told like my the producer for that segment. I said we got it. You have to make sure my mom is in there. So she was actually a part of that intro Aww. segment. So it was really, really, it was really, really cute. She's probably so proud. She was. She teared up in the thing, and of course she talked about God because she's very Christian. Yeah, so. you gotta throw in God in there. Hey, yeah, you gotta, a lot of us won't be here without him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> listen, we are blessed and highly favored. So Hello. big up the big OG because sure. <laughs> listen, there are some people, you know, yeah. The world is tough. The world yes. is tough right now. Yes, it definitely yeah. is. The world is really tough. How has... You can go. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, and realistically, you have to trust the process, too. Yeah. Like, you're a testament to that. You went from high school, you went to do a program at York, and then you went all the way to Smithers, then you went to Regina, then you went to Barrie, and now you're back in Toronto, now you found a home. And I think people have to understand that 
life is going to throw those sort of obstacles at you all the time, yeah. right? All the all time. Day, and this is about day. how you adapt and how mm-hmm. you, you, mm-hmm. you you have to be agile to those sort of situations. Exactly. And, 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 and I appreciate your struggle. I've been seeing it and, and I appreciate that. And Thank t- you, man. Thank you. That actually... <laughs> Aww, don't cry now. Don't get emotional, guys. Okay. But 2020 is also a testament to that. Like, we've mm-hmm. all been throwing so much stuff this year and you being on the forefront of it and being around everything dealing with COVID, Black Lives Matter, and everything in between, how have you been able to cope and get through and make sure that you're taking care of you? Because I know from the radio side, when you have to speak about these crazy things, it's draining because you have to constantly be up to date on it. So how have you been able to deal in? I don't know. I'll be honest. (laughs) Some days I try to, I think I'm the type of person that I overwork and then try to distract myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But Taking care of the mental is like really important, especially as like black people and like people of color. That's something we do not talk about enough, especially within our own communities. And like mental health is a real, real thing. And like this year has been like one of the toughest years. I know, I know a lot of people feel like they wish 2020 never happened, but part of me actually is happy that it happened because I don't think the normal that we were living in was not benefiting was enough people. Yeah, It was only benefiting select amount of people and, and certain people. So I think we needed to reimagine what do we want our new normal to look like. Unfortunately, we're seeing, of course, way too many people dying. This pandemic has been just unfathomable, but it has allowed people to sit back for a second and really think about what matters. What matters? And are we doing things the way we should be doing? Are we treating people the way that they should be treated? You know, and starting to question things because I don't think if the world had that moment of pause, we wouldn't we wouldn't be reflecting and actually seeing the injustices that so many people go through on an every single day basis. Facts. You know, so for me, that's what motivates me and drives me and helps me just to uh, not get too sad about the tragedies that continue continue to happen every single day. Because I'm I try to remain hopeful and optimistic that we're gonna be better out of this than we were before this. But it is still a struggle because. Yeah, these stories are difficult. They're heavy yeah. and they're hard. Yeah, I really like commend you guys. Um, there's a few of you guys, you and both the Kaylas, because mm-hmm. um, I see you guys. You guys are young, black, and you guys just show up every single time. Do you ever have you or have you ever felt like you needed to be absolutely the best, better than everybody else? I know that sometimes I have felt that. I know that a lot of black women have felt that, but have you felt that pressure as well that you needed to outperform your peers? 100, every day, every day, because at the end of the day, I mean, tell me what other black men are, you know, there's, I, there's only what literally in news in our, for a young black man, there's only one other person on air in Toronto. Mm -hmm. His name is also Brandon. Shout out to Brandon Rowe. He's one of my good, good buddies. Like we work together in Barrie actually. And he works for City TV. I know I'm shouting out my competitor, but it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, he is tremendous. He is excellent. Like, he is so, so talented. But there's only two of us in our mm-hmm. age demographic. <clears throat> the other two, Nathan Downer, who's the anchor at CTV Toronto. And then you have um, Dwight Drummond, who's the anchor at CBC Toronto. So there's only four. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous that there are so few. It is it's cutthroat ridiculous. industry. It's cutthroat. But it's also like, they're, you're kind of like... I don't know. Oh, and there's Tyrone. Oh my gosh. Sorry, yeah. Ty. My bad. Yeah. But, totally but shout out to Ty. Around. He's on Utah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's five. Yeah. <laughs> but and still on one else, hand. Sorry. <laughs> But still, don't, don't but at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, even if there was a six or a seven, that's still not enough. No. We don't have enough. Yeah. And that's all throughout Canada. 
Like, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that we do have for being in a country that is so diverse yeah. that we don't get enough opportunities in media to be represented at all. It's a big deal because too often, especially, I mean, people who, like, I met people in Northern BC that never had met a black person in their life. That's mind blowing to me. Meaning that what they see from you is or what? for myself is, is what they're naturally going to think that all black people are yeah. like. Like, that's... Mm. It's a lot of pressure for good, but it also can be like, whoa, that's just way too much. And yeah. that's not on, that should never be on the person. That should really be on them to try to educate themselves. But that's what you go through when you're on, like, there are so few, like, even for mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, how many black women, for example, were in radio? Exactly. <laughs> and that's another issue. Like, it's just no, not okay. Like, there's barely a handful. Yeah. For real. Right. And it's like, and for me, even with my journey and me trying to apply to these jobs now, and I send my demo reels to program directors, I've been literally told, like, mm -hmm. you have too much for here. Like, Canada is too bland for your sound. Mm -hmm. uh, you're you're too eclectic for it. Oh, and it's I hate like, when they try to say that. And it's like... Yeah. I so what am I supposed to do? Just give up my dreams because y'all yeah, yeah. don't want to accommodate. You guys don't want a little spice yeah. in your life. Like I cool. And these people need some spice. They do, and you bring the spiciness <laughs> all the time. You blurt out sometimes. So you've been, you've said, you've gone viral for saying loud. You've gone um, in referring to weed. Um, you've gone viral because what'd you say? The dusty storm. Uh, what other viral moments? Because I know there Girl, was just, more. Yes, just yesterday, weren't you at a, a haunted house or something? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he dead? <laughs> they put me in positions where they, if they were, listen, they don't want the realness, don't put me in positions where he ain't going to right? <laughs> but it's a beautiful, it's so beautiful yeah. that we get to be able to see the true you. Like, yeah. your, your authenticity is coming through, and that's why so many people are gravitated to watch you i see people on social media who are filming these things it's like first of all why y'all filming him you're just waiting for him to say something you know at this point that brandon's gonna say something that's why they always catch it no, and they're sick. like wait i know brandon's gonna say something yeah. but they literally turn on the tv to be able to see you and the way that you present the news because you give it to us in a fun and engaging way even if it's the most crappy situation ever so thank you guys thank you for that yeah we appreciate no, you're definitely you you're definitely shaping the culture Mm -hmm. So for these young viewers that are out there that, that are looking at you and are aspiring to be like you or in your footsteps, what would you say to them or how would they go about sort of going along on this journey to sort of end up where you are? Like if they want to get into broadcasting or just whatever yeah. dreams. Broadcasting, broadcasting, media. You know what? You got There's a lot of people out there with communications degrees. Yeah. I don't know what they're <laughs> going to do with them. Yeah. Nothing. Well, there's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, the me the media industry is going through a tough time right now. Yeah. But there are always going to be jobs. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. There's always going to be jobs. There's always going to be a demand for news. But sometimes it's finding your own innovative way. Sometimes it means maybe it could mean starting your own thing at the same mm -hmm. time. Like there's a market for creating that. your own brands. There's yeah. so many opportunities that come from that. Right. Like a YouTube series. You could do that too, right? Mm -hmm. Like at the end Instagram. of the day, there are, people are moving digital anyway. They're moving mm -hmm. online. So maybe like if you can't find the opportunity in the traditional space, that doesn't mean you don't do your own thing. Like, mm -hmm. and trust me, there's, you know, there's economic value out there. There's economic opportunities to do it like that. I know it's like, you know, the radio TV thing, the traditional thing, it's like, but you know, like I want to be on TV or I want to be on radio. But at the end of the day, you can still have the same 
you can still make the same impact, make the same waves, have the same maybe amount of clout. Maybe even more. Maybe even more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I guess my advice would be like, find what your passion is, whether that's news, whether that's entertainment, and really try to find it. Don't just do news because you think you need to do news, or don't just do entertainment because you think you should be doing entertainment. Find what actually lights your fire, because what you're passionate about, that will, you know, transmit through the screen. Mm-hmm. That will transmit through the screen. And then yeah. even trying to find like the niches because, mm-hmm. you know, HDTV is a real thing. So yeah. if you're into home decor, real estate, like mm-hmm. think about that as an avenue. If you're really into business and finances, there's analysts that come on all the time that are experts in that. Mm-hmm. But they're also experts in presenting and yeah. being in front of a camera, radio, etc. Yeah. So be find a niche too. Yeah. You don't have Our to settle sports. for like music. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you got to take a big risk for big yes. reward. You know, whether that was moving out to Timbuktu yeah. or <laughs> it or Smithers, out for you, though, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it could be doing that or whatever circumstance. But also, like you got to put in the work mm-hmm. and know that it's a competitive industry. So you got to be watching what other people are doing. How did they become successful? What are their you know things that makes you know them spark? Look at everybody's presentation. Like I read a lot of news. Like yeah. every, I watch a lot of news because I need to know what are my competitors doing, mm-hmm. who else is successful, how are they presenting, what are they researching, what and are they, how are, yeah, you gotta study, you gotta so study your competitors. You, and so really you have to like perfect your craft, like work on tonality and little things like that. Well, for me, like when I first started, like if you ever look at my demo tapes from when I first started till now, I want to see. <laughs> you brought it up. I'll share mine if you share yours. Would you actually? Yes. I would. It's gotta mine's horrible. We gotta air them them too. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. We'll just do that yeah. over drinks yeah, yeah. separately <laughs> off camera. We'll take that offline. <laughs> take that offline. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, it, it took a, a while for me to get comfortable in my own skin. You know, but when you first begin this journey, it's like you feel like you have to be like this. Impersonate other people. Yeah. And like you have to be like, oh, they put on a news voice, you got other thing. And then over time, as you gain confidence and yeah. you gain experience and you find to yourself. Yeah. You move Start into being yourself. Yeah. And also, it's you also have to think about it like sports, right? LeBron James goes in and he puts in the reps. It's the same thing for like if you're working in media. The more um, breaks you do, the more live hits you do, the better you're going to get. And you want to do as many as possible so that you can start like operating in your your best exactly. level. Be the, yeah, you got to be the best. See, that was a personal question. I'm just learning, I'm just asking for my own benefit. You know? oh, okay. <laughs> we got to perfect our craft over right, yeah. here, right? You got to yeah. just text me. I got to text you. He's like, 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 I got to just like answer it any day. <laughs> no, people need to know too. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, so at the end of every episode, we uh, give a book of the day. Mm-hmm. You brought the book today. I did. So this one is called Never Split the Difference. I'm still actively reading it, so I haven't not finished it. I'm going to be very transparent. <laughs> Thank you. Transparency. Yeah. I always keep it transparent. I'm not even going to lie, because if I try to BS this, I know you're going to come with some good questions, and I know Tweet's like, going to oh, do really? the same thing, and then I'm going to be looking here like a foo-foo, where I'm like, no, 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 no. But this book, I mean, I'm about a quarter into it, and when I tell you it's changing my perspective, and mm-hmm. like this is about negotiating and like how to like seal a deal. And in life, everything we do is about sealing a deal. What you guys are doing right now in terms of asking me questions, you're trying to seal a deal. You're trying to get the best answer out of me. Yeah. Right? Like, it's everything. It's not just about contract negotiations. It's about life negotiations. What if you're in a situation, like, with a partner, or maybe you're dating a girl, or you're dating a guy, and you're like, you know, you want something out of that guy, or you want something out of that girl, you know? It's like, everything is about negotiating. And this, this is like, this book is opening my eyes. So I got to be able to finish it. 
Yeah. But right now, I feel inspired reading this book. So it's written by an ex. Uh, FBI negotiator. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I read it. Yeah. <laughs> you read the entire book? I read the entire the book. Thing. Okay. So Let what? me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put you on the spot. <laughs> so it's called, what is it? Never Split the, the difference. difference Negotiating as If Your Life Depended on It by Chris Voss. Yeah. Okay, and never cool. expect and never accept the first offer you of get at a job. Just you always that negotiate. Women, like ladies. When somebody gives you a job offer, do not accept that, okay? Don't be afraid. Just be like, try to get some more money. Yeah, ask for more. Just ask and see what happens. The most are going to be like, nah, like this is what we have and that's that. Mm -hmm. And then you take it, but you never know. You might like up and come out big. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Always negotiate. Do you have a quote? Because we also end with a quote every day. Oh, I like to say a lot of things. So I don't (laughs) Like a favorite quote from the book or just a personal quote? in general. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do have one. Oh, All right. great. If you don't love you, who gonna love you, boo? Uh-oh. <laughs> so whose quote is this? It's mine. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quote of the day. Copyrighted it all. Copyrighted it all. He about to make merch and he's going to put on his t-shirts with the rest of the sayings that he said. Like, Dusty Storm, you really should have trademarked that or something and put on a t-shirt. I know. I should have. You should have some work restrictions. That's oh. why. Because they all want to control you. Uh, Got you. Oh, oh, that's another topic. <laughs> that's, a, that's another topic I'll for fly. another episode. Yeah, I'll take that offline. <laughs> I love my job. I love my checks. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, thank you so much for coming and joining us, Brandon Gones. And that's another episode of Millennials to Millionaires. I'm Alicia Ace West. I'm Tweet Tweet State. Thank you.